Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Forbidden Speech, The Raw Truth, with your host, Christina Rivera. In this savvy broadcasting series, we delve into hot topics affecting us all. With cancel culture and big tech censoring any opposing ideas and thoughts outside of mainstream ideology, it has become more important than ever that we tell the raw truth about everything from U.S. world politics, COVID, Christianity, and everything in between. We invite all points of view to come and share their perspective honestly and respectfully. Hi! Jason William Carp, welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Forbidden Speech, The Raw Truth. We're so grateful to have you here today talking about some really awesome raw truths out there about we're going to hit on your topic, which is bringing Christianity and sci-fi together. Some people listening in will be like, huh, how do you fit that mm-hmm. together? It seems rather odd. But really, as we go deeper into this conversation, I think we're really going to open up people's eyes that it's not all that weird to bring them together. But I'd love for you to share just a tad about your background, what even brought you into the ministry and to actually becoming a Christian sci-fi writer. Absolutely. I grew up in um, the entertainment business. My mother, who's now with Jesus, was a screenwriter for over three years. And um, her favorite genre became my favorite genre, science fiction. And she wrote a couple of scripts um, that for TV movies in the 70s that um, went in, that were sci-fi, mm-hmm. including cult classic Gargoyles, which mm-hmm. um, was on TV in 1972. And a lot of people have seen it o- over the um, decades. I was a screenwriter along with my mom as a young man. Hollywood's a tough business. And failing to get traction, I left it Mm. and went through a lot of twists and turns in my life, Um, a divorce, going back to college, meeting the woman of my dreams, my wife, Annie, a lifelong believer who brought me to Jesus. Wow. I knew about this. My mother um, was a churchgoer and she was the first to tell me about Jesus. But I declared Jesus Lord and Savior after I got engaged to Annie in 2005 so i was well into my 40s with two kids and it just shows in god's good time Mm -hmm. you you see his way Mm -hmm. 
And later on in in life, I um, I turned my writing into a career in marketing and PR. I began teaching college. I was a college dropout. Wow. And back to school after I was on Jeopardy in the year 2000. And all of it started coming together in more recent years that I really wanted to serve the Lord mm-hmm. with my writing and speaking. I um, taught public school, excuse me, public speaking at Christian schools. I taught a number of subjects at Christian universities. That was great and continue to do so. But I wanted to take these core loves of mine mm-hmm. and apply them very specifically to Jesus. Wow. And then getting even deeper, I, I had to think, what did I want to write? And um, there were there were many possibilities, but family and pastors all came to the same, um, gave me the same advice, and that is write what you love. Mm-hmm. I love the Lord, his name, and the thing I loved the most was science, in terms of genre, was science fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the very... Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry to cut you off there. Uh, what what I recall just before we hit the go button here was the tie to sci-fi and kind of as we see in sci-fi, it often mirrors life. Maybe some of the technology going on in the sci-fi movies and books don't quite match where we're at at the moment, but the ideas and the essence behind them do. And one of the things that seemed to pop up for me a lot when I'm watching sci-fi is this idea of man imitating or trying to be godlike over humanity like there's gonna be one guy and i'm gonna rule over these people and i'm gonna do it better than everyone else did it and i'm gonna save humanity but it always doesn't quite turn out well never never (laughs) (laughs) not well in real life or in fiction Mm -hmm. and um, the essence of my ministry combining christianity with science fiction they share the same lesson Mm -hmm. playing god leads to trouble yeah and this goes to what uh, many feel is the um, foundation of science fiction the novel frankenstein published just over 200 years ago and there are many biblical references within frankenstein and it is all about dr frankenstein playing god creating life with disastrous results and this is really the paradigm and we see it in the body again and again when we forget god when we take up false idols when we rely Mm -hmm. on our own power when we attribute um success of any kind Mm -hmm. to our own and not to god's we get into trouble and you know i want to ask you something very interesting that i've come across jason and that is a lot of people in modern life, maybe in science, will 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 attest to the fact, oh, I'm an atheist. There is no God. Yeah, absolutely no God. Science hasn't proven it. It's not true. But the you know, a lot of the same proponents are quite have a strong opinion that, you know, Christianity is silly, you know, believing God is silly. There's no proof for it and all of that. Um, but there's resistance today, I'm seeing to the push against Christianity. I can't quite th- think of the word. It, it's almost like they're trying to eliminate it. And there's such a strong, not only feeling, but like, oh, we need to make it go away. And so for the same people that say I'm secular, God doesn't exist, 
is the same push to, to get rid of Christianity. I'm like, well, if it doesn't exist for you, why are you so scared of it? Why do you need to eliminate those voices that the very idea of God? What is that about? Well, we want to eliminate uncertainty in our lives. This is a natural mm -hmm. human trait. And scientific and technological developments are intended to make our lives easier, safer. There are many promises involved. Mm. And I think it's a matter of, of people who have great wisdom and great power, again, forgetting the source. There mm. are many believers in the sciences mm. and in scientific um, pursuits um, and disciplines. So I never wanted to be considered that this is a 100% atheist bastion. It's yeah. not. Yeah. But, but at the same time, um, it's true that Christianity is is um, held up as as a source of wrong, and mm -hmm. and wrong thinking. But this goes back to the dawn of Christianity when mm -hmm. when you go against the the established power structure. Mm. Fellow named wasn't too fond of Christianity either because it flew in the face of what gave him his power, his beliefs, and so on with the Roman Empire. But then we had Constantine, mm -hmm. the Roman emperor who embraced Christianity and considered it the salvation of civilization. So these things go back and forth. As mm -hmm. Christians, must also be careful not to have the same rigidity Mm. is our perceived opponents or mm -hmm. declared opponents. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do, a lot of atheism is very dogmatic and is a form of faith in itself, an anti-faith, a, mm -hmm. a, a belief system that is fought for. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. That may mean you, in common with um, with the Christians you're pointing a finger at, then you maybe are, are, are realizing. Mm -hmm. God gave us wonderful open minds. We are to be in his image. Mm -hmm. And that means thinking, loving, benevolent, mm -hmm. like yeah. the same. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm capturing here is when you mentioned the fact that things are ever evolving and when the status quo goes more against the... Um, ideas of Christianity, that's when there's a big proponent to push it out. And I, I guess that would be true now. A lot of what's going on in society is maybe a few people around the planet or a group of people who really want to control the entire planet. So, hey, this Christianity where we have a God above us all doesn't quite fit into that. So it starts to push against Christianity. Am I understanding it correct? Well Absolutely. I mean, this also goes back to communist thought and Marx mm -hmm. saying that religion is the opiate of the masses mm -hmm. and um, the, the fear of, of, of um, Marxists, um, certainly those in power, is anyone believing in anything other than what we tell them mm -hmm. and yeah. wanting the people to have that that unquestioning belief that is that we as Christians know is reserved for God. So that's where I believe threat, the perception of threat comes. Mm -hmm. 
you also um, can have people who are not Christians point at certain people who call themselves Christians and say, you must be all like them. No, we're not. Yeah. I encounter this myself on social media where I might get called out for um, actions that, that a particular group doesn't like among people who call themselves Christians. And mm -hmm. I just have to gently say, I'm my own man. Yeah. Yeah, you have to look and, at each individual, not not a whole group. That that's standard for all humans. Not and not generalize. Mm -hmm. And I think we're we're in a huge era of generalization, mm -hmm. stereotype, um, prejudice, and yeah. um, dare I say hysteria? Yeah, that, mass hysteria. But, together, we're hysterical mass, together. Believe <laughs> this, go run screaming. Um, um, people on all sides of the political spectrum, the faith spectrum, mm -hmm. victims of this, perpetrators of this. And we just, again, be godlike. Mm -hmm. Use your free mind to be like him. Yeah. And as my husband says, you know, if you are a Christian, go go back to the word, read the word, allow it to to kind of guide you in in the direction to take on a day-to-day -day basis because i find uh, the news cycle um if you tune into it bits and here and there it's really about separating people from each other and 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 putting up barriers to oh she's in this box and he's in that box and you know this Absolutely. victim box that victim box until you all see each other totally separate and that was one of the things honestly this is very interesting when we first had um, the pandemic come out and you saw those little dot that was in New York City on the sidewalk in certain places where it would put dots of six feet trying to train people. This is what six feet apart from your neighbor looks like. Let's let's keep that in mind to be six feet from each other. And in my head, I thought, what is this going to do this to the psychology of people when they're always thinking keep separate, keep separate, keep separate. You think it's not a big deal. We're physically keeping separate, but it begins to separate your um, psyche, your mind and your body, not just, you know, keeping separate physically. You begin to separate yourself psychologically as well from your neighbor. Our isolation has been ongoing for quite some time. I teach mm -hmm. social media at um, Christian schools, amongst the other subjects that I teach. Mm -hmm. And it has been well documented how we are putting ourselves increasingly in bubbles. Mm -hmm. And there is a question that our interaction with technology has addictive qualities and very good people can be um, um, having too much screen time. Yeah, yeah. And all of it seeks or, or, or expresses itself in dehumanization separation and something that we need to pay an, a close attention to and this has been studied announced and warned about is that hate mm -hmm. sells um francis haugen who um, was the whistleblower with facebook on capitol hill mm -hmm. talked about how they figured out that when people are angry they spend more time on facebook or whatever medium they're engaging or media wow eight cells uh -huh. and there are books about this and just the engagement of the of that sort of emotion what mm. it does to you psychologically chemically mm. etc 
um, has been proven. And when you spend more time on a given social media platform, that means more money for the platform because they can turn around and tell their advertisers, yeah. here's how much time person X spends on our platform. Then you figure out what's going to get there. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. our appetite as broken, mortal, people made of dust, mm-hmm. as the Bible tells us, that will eat up anger hatred Mm. and division this is not just me a kindly old professor telling you this has been very well documented and guess what Mm. what is god love Mm. what does jesus teach in the beatitudes love Mm -hmm. meekness surrender and i think as christians anytime that we're not you know read your bible We've heard this forever. <laughs> when we find ourselves not following the Beatitudes, mm-hmm. when we find ourselves eager for an enemy, mm-hmm. yeah. eager to condemn. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, and believe me, I'm not talking about not having Christian morals and a sense of right and wrong. Yeah. God is the. But remember what Jesus taught us. But unfortunately, the Beatitudes don't sell. Yeah, good stuff doesn't sell. Now, can I ask you, there is a difference. Because what I found, and this is many years ago I came across this. I was taking flying lessons, and I had a particularly difficult day, and I was becoming more and more angry. And during my flight class, I came across something very interesting. My anger was serving to make me more focused and Mm -hmm. to do a better job at the at the cockpit that day, I was like, wow, this is like amazing. It's like, it it became a super focused drug now, but anger is different than hate. So you can channel anger, see injustice and injustice in the world and say, I'm going to take action and use my anger. But that is different than when you just plug into something and let it fuel you towards hate, because that doesn't fuel you. That just drains you. That drains you. There's no constructive purpose. Let's face it. When you get, when you get angry, Mm -hmm. scared, and all, all the related emotions, it triggers adrenaline mm. and other actions in the body. I'm not a um, biologist <laughs> or a physician, but we know these things. Mm-hmm. That can be addictive. How is gambling addictive? You're mm-hmm. not putting a substance into the body to alter your brain chemistry, but you're doing something mm. that creates an change that you become addicted to. God made us so wonderfully as emotional, varied mm-hmm. creatures. Yeah. You know, I'm not, uh, speaking of science fiction, I'm not telling everyone to become Mr. Spock. <laughs> uh, and, you know, again, wouldn't that be nice? Yes, I have no emotion. You will not tick me off. Yeah. Um, great. <laughs> That's why it's the stuff of, of fiction and another planet. But it's a matter of the Bible teaches us keep captive every thought. Mm-hmm. We we know where we're going to go, and yes, yes, there are there are dire situations. Ask people in law enforcement, the military, ask athletes. You you do be on this as part of what makes us so so human. Mm-hmm. So it's not a matter because also we do not want to become desensitized. Mm-mm. No, God God gets angry. Bible says so. Mm-hmm. Jesus wept. 
upon coming upon Lazarus and seeing the pain of his family members. These are all wonderful, natural, intended behaviors. Yeah. It's what we do about it that how- determines on the if we're on the Christian path. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, interesting when you said that more and more social media and the maybe technological advances keep us more and more in a bubble of sorts. Um, It was interesting. Uh There was a a comic many years ago I heard talk about how in the past, if we had a bad day or things were going really bad, we just would, you know, cry and weep and deal with it and go through the emotions. And now he said Uh we get to self- um, how do you say it? Self-medicate ourselves with likes on Facebook or Twitter followers. It's like, oh, look, another follower. Oh, look, someone commented. And it kind of gives us that kind of jilt. You wouldn't think it does because it's not like something we're ingesting like drugs or alcohol, but we're getting that endorphin high from those things yeah. and it feeds us. And at the same time, keeps us separated from each other because it's not real. No, it is not real. And it is depending on on other people and other forces for something very transactional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'll ring the bell and you'll drool. Uh, <laughs> a bright guy named Pat did a few experiments about that. And I've, I've seen the term used, the dopamine economy, which mm-hmm. means things are designed to trigger brain chemicals that give us a high. Mm-hmm. Ooh, someone, someone liked what I posted. Oh, I've got another follower. Mm-hmm. I better check. I better check again because we want to, you know, give ourselves that little high. And believe me, I'm not speaking here like I'm above it all. I'm I'm in this 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 era along with everyone else. Yeah. And um, it is just something that we need to be aware of. But unfortunately, again, coming back to it in this whole in the in this whole storm of technology. In, in the babble of so-called communication, when we have too much of it, it has a very official name. Very simple. Noise. Yeah. <laughs> we are in <laughs> the point. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, and that is the technical name of it in communication studies. In yeah. the midst of all of it, one thing that punches through consistently and very unfortunately is hate mm. and that's anger. Horrible. And then yeah. the emotion. And yeah, when we start, emotions. yeah, yeah, and we start in, taking this in and finding ways to seek it and amplify it, and any reasonable person say, "Well, I don't want to hate people. I don't want to be angry. I want to be happy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but without realizing it, this is what we've we've become. And um, Francis um, Haugen um, testified on Capitol Hill, but her testimony and was very important as a whistleblower. Mm-hmm. What she came up with, you know, coming out of Facebook is basically documenting something that folks have known for a long time. When finally in the late 50s, the Surgeon General declared cigarette smoking hazardous to your health, mm-hmm. people knew for a long time it made yeah. you sick and killed you. And that was, you know, just try to sweep it under the rug or what are you talking about? Um, people love to smoke and this is America and we're, you know, free market and et cetera, et cetera. And we're mm-hmm. seeing something very here. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, this is an amazing chat. We could go on for hours cause it's so important, but I want you to just hit on real quick. 
you have a, the newest book, The Deliverer, that you spoke about. Yes. Uh, it takes America back to the 2030s. Oh, my gosh, not too far from now. Uh, we're in World War, uh, Civil War II. I'm like, whoa, not something I want to think about. Um, but you go there. What are you hoping that people take away from your latest book as well as your other um, sci-fi books? What is your greatest hope that folks take away from? Uh, a, a couple of things. One, I want folks to know that you can love science fiction, and I already know so many of you do. I'm in church, you know, on any given Sunday, and we're and we're talking about Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. We're talking about Star Wars, the various um, spinoffs that are now um, streaming TV shows, and my uh, people, um, my students' age. Uh, I, and by the way, I have students from um, high school who are taking college credit courses up to grandparents. So that's a deceptive term. But let's say traditional age college students, 18 to 22, they're all into it. Guess what? Me and the gray-haired gang, all his grandpas standing around and grandmas were into it too. Mm -hmm. And so I want people to know that science fiction is something you can enjoy as a godly Christian and just get more out of it. You look at it from that point of view in the deliverer. It takes place um, primarily in the year 2038. America has been torn apart by civil war two. Mm -hmm. um, there's three main Americas now, red, blue, and green. And you can tell by the colors, they're pretty much their political orientation and some smaller countries mixed in. And mm -hmm. if anyone's out there thinking, well, maybe that's just the way it should be. Mm -hmm. I want you to think again, the protagonist, the deliverer is a man named Bren Van Allen. In this Civil War torn apart America, blood sport is the favorite entertainment. Delivery drivers, like we have for Amazon, are now armed gladiators battling porch pirates who are also armed. The whole thing is streamed 24-7, and Greater America, as it's called, eats it up. Mm. The delivery drivers are like wrestling stars, big social media following, big fan bases, the best of them is a man named Bren Van Allen. He is nicknamed the Deliverer with double and triple meanings. Bren mm. is an evangelist. Think um, Tim Tebow in, in, um, in um, Dystopia, uh -huh. and you have Bren Van Allen. Wow. And he evangelizes in his free time. People love him and people hate him for it. Mm -hmm. And Bren Van Allen believes that America should be one. Well, don't you want to go to this part of America where they love Christians and, and everything is just right? No, and everything is not just right. No. This is one nation under God. Yeah. And this is what he talks about. Bren Van Allen's also a man of science. He's a trained engineer. Mm -hmm. He drives a souped up EV pickup truck, the Ford Lightning, which is actually on the market now. And if some people think, well, EVs are, you know, it's just um, hippie stuff to try and tell us what to do. Well, I've got a very powerful Christian protagonist who thinks otherwise. <laughs> so I don't want anything. I mean, but also Bren is heavily armed and he knows how to use his weapons. He served in the Army National Guard in the early part of Civil War II. Mm. Now, someone hearing this may think, well, that's a lot of different ideas. Yeah, you're right. And I want the reader to enjoy the book and think about things. Mm -hmm. 
and realize that we don't, you know, life's not about checking the boxes. Mm. And today's technology wants to try and get you to check as many boxes as possible so they can figure out who you are, tell you who you are. Yeah. And monetize that. And I am a marketing professor. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And, and, but at the same time, I'm, I'm a Ronald Reagan pro business kind of guy. Yeah. Gee, how can that be? Yeah. Well, see, I like, you know, I I believe in God. I believe that he's given us all this to use. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what, what, what I've come to, to understand, that's why I don't like the, the victim boxes that everyone's uh, being attempted to be put into because we are so layered and different as beings. And, and when you sit down with people and I have coffee with random strangers, sometimes you see that people are so layered and that there are many subjects that you will agree on and then some you won't, but no one fits perfectly in, in, in just this victim no. box or that victim box. And so I think it's best, like when you are able to read your books to see how many of the different layers do I maybe fit into because, or do I not fit into? And that's okay because we are such layered beings. We're not just little, I'm just a this, I'm just a that. Exactly. Don't let anyone tell you who you are except God. And God says very simply, I made you only you and I love you. Mm. That's an awesome way to, (laughs) just the awesome way to end our chat, Jason, William Carp. Please let everyone know where they can find out more about you, get a copy of your books today. How can they do that? Um, I sell my books on Amazon. My last name is spelled K-A-R-P as in Paul, F as in Frank. You'll find my author page and my books, The Deliverer, the latest one. Uh, Brimstone One, uh, my novel from 2021 about a a billionaire who builds the first Christian rocket. You talk about um, um, things happening in the news that we turn into science fiction stories. That's what I do. (laughs) And everyone to have a good, godly time enjoying stories of the fantastic. I do so as a fan. I do so as a writer. I do so as a teacher, all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. That is awesome. Well, thank you again, Jason, for coming today to share on Savvy Broadcasting, your great wisdom. I really appreciate it. Wonderful to be here, Christina. Thank you for having me. You betcha. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more Forbidden Speech or Savvy episodes, visit SavvyBroadcasting.com To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at LifeUnscriptedRadio.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 